I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Davis. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. Okay, well, welcome back. Here we are, season two <laughs> wrap up. We finally oh made it gosh. with all the tech issues we had. Wow, I know, but look, the sun is shining and uh, it's a beautiful day. I just felt like I need it. It's a little cool today, right? I feel for the first time, yeah. a little fall is in the air. A little so bit of fall. A lemon ginger tea to the session. Oh, how lovely. I just have boring old water. Mm. That's good. You're staying yeah. hydrated. Exactly. I know I have to sing tonight, so I have to start the hydration process early in the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. Today's Thursday. So you have a weekly yes. gig. Yes. Weekly gig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Which it's, almost, it's quite lovely. It is fun. It's almost ritualistic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or is it a practice at this point? I think it's a practice actually. <laughs> yeah. It really is more of a practice. That's a good point. I know. That's how we started this whole season, right? Talking about the difference between practices and rituals. And and then we've just had the juiciest conversations this season with people about their rituals. And I have loved it. Loved it. No, right? Um, It's hard to pick, you know, an episode that was my favorite because they were all really deep. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, starting out with uh, vocal transformation um, and the element of air and, um, you know, hearing Marin weigh in, who um, is a vocal coach. And as you said in that episode, which was so cool, the voice liberator. Yes, indeed. She is. She liberated my voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Nina Curley, who was so amazing, um, sharing and getting really vulnerable about diving into the woo-woo for the first time in her life, um, using a book as her guide and the, uh, the moon cycles, which by the way, today is a new moon in Virgo. That's right. Happy new moon, everybody. Um, and it's been just such an interesting time with these. I don't know, seven planets in retrograde. And in August, we had two full moons. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. Just so really feeling big. it. And so many people, um, you know, that I've spoken to or have seen or just, you know, uh, even last night I was out with a couple of friends and we were just talking about the energy of the summer and sort of like where we are in September and just so many people are launching into new chapters in their lives Mm. and just kind of shedding, like really shedding and going through like, you know, these transformative shifts, right. Mm -hmm. And they can be small or they could be grand. Um, so, and just kind of talking about that and how the process really is just never ending. 
No, it is never ending. And then once you reach this kind of new level of growth, there's this whole other world of opportunities for new growth and and what that means and how it comes up and how it comes about. Um, And then, yeah. And then that episode that we did on fire was really cool. Really good. I got so many good insights on that. And I, you know, it's funny that you're saying that about the conversation you had last night, because I have had the same conversations with people where they're just like, I'm coming into this fall and I'm feeling really like, Mm-hmm. charged up and I've got big things that are going to happen and big changes and big shifts. And, uh, I I'm definitely right there with them. And it's mm-hmm. been nice and coincidental because we didn't plan it for us to do the season of rituals in the summer where I feel like that's exactly what I needed the most. Yeah. You know, of having yeah. these conversations and really, because, you know, really for me, you know, rituals, it's different from a practice because it really sets you up. It's, it's quiet time. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of, you know, more introspective um, and it really sets you up for action. You know, Mm -hmm. rituals really help prepare you for action. And I, for me, they help prepare me by slowing everything down and get everything really quiet and helping Mm -hmm. me hear what's coming up and kind of where I need to go. And Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of that this summer. Um, you know, I, we were just saying, I have this weekly gig on Thursday nights and I'm getting ready in November, November 1st, I'm getting ready to take a hiatus from my cover gig life, Mm -hmm. which feels so scary because I have done this full force for six years. I've played, Mm -hmm. I think I've played over 600 gigs in the last six years. Um, so like full force, like doing this a lot and, it's been so great. And at the same time, it's time for me to grow and move to the next thing. And it is super, super hard mm-hmm. to say, I have to stop this thing yeah. where there's, where there's nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. There is no drama. There's no problem, but it's time for me to make space for something else. And that is, I think where people, you get really like, Ooh, I don't know about this. You know, mm-hmm. I, should I be stopping this thing? And I know you went through that with Kahlo, the same oh idea God. of like, mm-hmm. should I close the store? Should I not close the store? Everything's going great. I mean, you had like a landlord situation that started <laughs> mucking up the gears for you because the universe is like, go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's true. It's, it doesn't matter where the nudge comes from. Right. But something, something is nudging you in this case towards change as it was, mm-hmm. you know, myself, um, And it's interesting kind of the process that that triggers, right? When something is nudging you for whatever reason, it's just not working. Right. Right. Yeah. It's you've outgrown the container. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you follow this guy. He's a guy. Um, His name is Danny Morell. I actually don't follow him. Um, You know, he's, he's really interesting and, um, you know, interesting conversation around masculine energy and feminine energy, right? Um, And, you know, I enrolled in a um, feminine energy Ayurvedic um, school, just for like my own fun and and knowledge, because I love Ayurveda so much, right? And it's all about cultivating um, our own divine feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. 
But we also, and it was, you know, obviously talked about in that school as well. Um, you know, we have, women have masculine energy and feminine energy and men have masculine energy and feminine energy. Like we have both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this was also uh, something that came up and um, in some conversation last night and and it totally dovetails with what we were just talking about in terms of change, right? And I think, um, and how we how we make choices and how we make decisions in our lives, right? And in Ayurveda, um, and I think we've talked about it on some episodes for sure. You know, it's like when we are born, right? We are born into this world so innocent and pure mm -hmm. and full of, of love. And that that's all there is, is love. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's through once we go through stages of life, right. And who our mother was and who our father was and where we lived and what our community was like, and was there religion or what kind of schools we went to. Right. When you think about all of these experiences and these belief systems, right that experience affects us and it impacts us as an individual, right? Yeah, yeah. But on a soul level, like there's just soul and there's That's just right. love. Right, nothing right? changes on the soul level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this work that we're, we're talking about and, and whether you call it woo-woo and, you know, energy and, and what, that, what that is all about, a going through life and as we become who we are and we make these decisions and then what are the consequences of our decisions and then what kind of life have we built for ourselves some people look around and go all right well and this was something that I bumped into that Danny was talking about this week was he was somebody who was very successful right and he had all of the makings of success from a materialistic standpoint he had the house, he had the car, he had the money, he had the, you know, community status, he was very active in his church, but he was dying on the inside, mm, right? Yep. And I bring it up because, you know, women sacrifice a lot as women because of our roles in society and being the nurturer or the caretaker, or having the children, right? And so we're mm -hmm. constantly put in this ebb and flow of choices, right? And how we come up on the other side of how we feel about these choices that we've made, right? And so, but it's not until you start doing that inner work where you just really come in contact with who you are and what you're going to do about it. And if these choices line up with who you are, right? And sometimes yeah. people are faced with, you know what, it doesn't, but I'm just going to stay right here anyway, because this is, this is all I know, or that choice to get out of this thing seems too painful. And I don't want to go mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or I'm just going to wait until XYZ happens. Oh, yeah. 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 Or maybe they or maybe they don't have the support that they need to move through that. Yeah, exactly. So many, right? so many, so many reasons. And the other thing too, I'm glad that you're bringing this up, because it that's definitely where I sit. I, I mean, I've been in that spot a few times where it's like you find yourself in a situation where there's no looking back and finding fault, right? There, It's not, you can't blame yeah. someone or something 
for why your life is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess maybe for a, a long time, I felt like I needed that thing to justify why I was changing. You know, I needed that that thing that you could point to and say, that's why, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why I have to make a move or change or something. And it's, it's a real evolution to come to the spot to say, I actually don't need to point to anything. Everything could have been just as it should have been. And it's still okay that it's time for something to change. So it doesn't mean that decisions that I made were wrong they were not wrong. They were not right. They were decisions that I made and like detaching from that judgment around making things good or bad, Mm -hmm. um, just making them what they were Mm -hmm. and not, and not needing to find fault to move on. You know, it's, you can move on and it's, it's so much more peaceful to do it that way. Mm -hmm. What's tricky is that when you are trying to move on in that way. And then the people that you're, you know, moving on from are still in that mode of, but you, I, nothing, what what, what was wrong? Why, why are you doing this? Why, why? And the answer of, because this is the next right move for me is not Mm -hmm. enough for them. That gets very difficult because they're really, there's nothing else to say. Mm -hmm. There is no why to point to. And I just think a lot of people get hooked, like the hooks of the why, get hooked in them. And the re- the reality is you don't need a why other than because this is the next right move for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm living in integrity and integrity demands that I move in the direction of what's the next right move for me. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. And you can hard. just always just own up to that and just, you know, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to have that, that conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when people do not want things to change. They do not want things to change. No. And the, the reality you know, the is we're, thing, yeah. I was like, we're in relationship. Like that's the other yeah. piece of all of this. Right. So there's very little change in our lives that don't affect other people, especially right. as wives, especially as mothers, especially as women, especially as um, people running businesses who people count on you, you know, yeah. for their livelihood or mm-hmm. there's very, I can't even really think of, I mean, maybe cutting my hair or something like <laughs> wouldn't affect other people. I don't know. People probably yeah. still have an opinion about that, but there's not everything for days, right? but there mm-hmm. are very few things where you really are, um, where you really feel like you're pushing an edge or you're mm-hmm. stepping out of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. That kind of change, I think really, I don't want to speak universally, but I think that the majority of the time that kind of change impacts someone else. And that's, that's also where we get stuck. Yeah. what's my responsibility to these, to this relationship, to this partnership, to this environment that I'm in, that I helped co-create. That's right. And how do I move from here in a responsible way that still allows me to live in my integrity of knowing that I have to try something else or expand or change. And right. that's really tricky. It's so tricky. Yeah. Um, and it's commendable, you know, to embrace that process, right? Like you're doing right now, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. also it's it it prompts sort of the next thing that you're going into, which is also this next thing that I went into, right? Which is this kind of exploratory space of just more self-discovery. Yeah. 
right? And stepping into the unknowing. So it's like, you can't, you not totally. only can you not point, you can't point to a reason why, right? You can't yeah. point to a why. You also can't point to where you're going. <laughs> right. So it's like, I can't tell you why yeah. this isn't, why I have to move on. And I can't tell yeah. you what I'm moving on to because it's right. undefined right now. And people legit are like, Huh? Yeah. Like, and in this podcast, about? like just to build on that, in this podcast that I was listening to um with Danny, and I forget he was being interviewed by somebody else's podcast. And um, to your point, you know, he, he was married. I think even they had a couple of kids when he was feeling just like, what is wrong with me? What mm-hmm. is wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. I got a wife, I got kids, I got all this stuff, right? And um, so he went to his pastor. Right. And he has this like soul searching conversation with his pastor. And to your point, like what you were just saying, like his pastor said to him, like, if you give this up, you're going to, you're not going to be this prominent guy in your community. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose, you know, and he just, and the pastor just started listing like these are the consequences of what you're saying. You're saying that you can't be in your life anymore the way you're showing up in your life. And so you're going to lose all these things. Mm-hmm. Which and might he be was, the exact right thing. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, okay, I'm done with this like structured religion thing because you're just telling me to keep drinking the Kool-Aid yeah. to keep everybody else comfortable yeah. And to just keep the status quo going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do that. So and it's not like he knew, like, as you were just saying, I'm not ending this all and going to X. Like, and so actually just to give you like a level of success, because th- I think this is also what triggered, out, triggered it, which is also sad, is that um, he started to do a lot of, I guess, motivational speaking and coaching, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he had this event and uh, Kobe Bryant would be like the um, featured star guy um, Mm -hmm. that would come to this event. And the event was called Relentless. And so when he was going through this, his own journey and his transformation and just realizing like he had to kind of just, you know, having a tower moment, as we say in tarot. Uh Uh it was all coming you know coming to uh crumble down right um obviously kobe also tragically died in a helicopter accident right and so and this all just dovetailed into this moment and so um you know he chose to completely dismantle relentless as it was and uh he has this program now called awaken which is I mean, I think that's how I found him, like in mm-hmm. my orbit world of stuff that I follow. Um, I noticed his awaken event, right? And so he had had significant journeys with ayahuasca and plant medicine, but he wanted to uh, help people who didn't necessarily want to go down that plant medicine journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he created this, I guess, three-day in-person event that is so transformational the way people talk about it. Um, but it, it it is not plant medicine based, right? That's so interesting. Yeah, to really like start a much deeper process um, for people who are are curious or maybe, you know, at this point in their life, like you don't necessarily have to do the plant medicine to awaken. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's, we've had Tammy and I have had conversations about this <laughs> over the summer. Um, yeah, because I kind of, I was, I was at a retreat this summer that, um, a lot of the people there had done plant medicine and that was there. That's how they made their breakthroughs and kind of had their epiphanies of how to move forward and, and how to birth things into the world that are gorgeous. I mean, just stunning art, beautiful. Um, and I, you know, I went because I wanted to find a community of, um, artists and musicians, uh, where I could start to step into something different, but plant medicine is not something that speaks to me at this point in my life. I'm not sure if it ever will, but it doesn't speak to me now. And, um, it was kind of, as I was there, I was realizing, oh, like, I'm not really gonna find, well, first off the community of people that were there were not really artists and musicians. They were mostly healers and which is fine. I, I love, mm -hmm. I love being around the healers. Yeah. Um, and I love hearing people's stories. So like mm -hmm. I will sit and listen to an ayahuasca story every day, all day long. I will, I love hearing about them. It fascinates me to no end. The idea that you can have such ego dissolution that like pure consciousness comes streaming through. Like I've really been trying this year to really like clear my channel, like really try to clear my channel and, and try to honor what comes through and have the courage to let it come through and out and through my mouth. Right. Like to bring it into the world. Yeah. Um, and I, and I know for these people, like ayahuasca was the shortcut to that. It just, boom, it got them there quicker, faster. Um, but it was kind of like halfway through the retreat, I kind of realized that's, you know, my path is one of like, like trying to figure that out without the plant medicine. And so it wasn't really the thing for me, but um, it's all just about knowing what's right for you and, you know, exactly. And, yeah. and your journey. And like, I, we can't say it enough and it's almost sounding like too cliche, but it's so true. It's like, everybody's journey is their journey. And each mm -hmm. journey is so different. Mm -hmm. It's so mm -hmm. different, which, you know, just going back to the season of rituals and the theme of the elements, right. I mean, these are um, <clears throat> just really simple, mindful ways to just live your life with more intention, but to also just tap into how's my body feeling when this happens? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if you are at work, right? Like a different way of like tapping into your body when you're at work, right? Because so many people talk about not being fulfilled or it's a toxic environment or, you know, I've been doing it for so long, but it's all I know. And I don't know what else I want to do, but I know I want to do something or mm -hmm. I want to be creative, but I don't really know. And, you know, rituals are just a great entry point into yourself and just mm -hmm. really opening up a door to say, well, let's just sit with that for a minute. Right. Like if I wasn't in the office or, doing the thing that, you know, I've just automatically on autopilot have been doing, what would I do? Yeah. You know, what do I like? That's right. Yeah. Um, That's and, how it all started for me. Like that is exactly how it started for me. I was just, I was doing a lot of meditation and a lot of really quiet walking in nature mm -hmm. and just asking myself like, 
almost like a mantra, but it was just a question. I just kept asking myself over and over again, if you could do anything, if you could do anything without thinking of the consequence of it making money or you having to be successful at it or, mm-hmm. or even good at it, you know, if, if all those things were taken away, what would you do? What would you do? Um, and this was a good, almost 10 years ago now that I was doing this eight to 10 years ago now. Um, and it was, it, it came through clear as, I mean, clear as can be, it came through, it was music, mm-hmm. music, music. And at the time I was not doing music like this. I mean, I right. was, I was not even playing gigs in public. I wasn't singing in mm-hmm. front of people. I was barely playing my guitar. Like I was not doing the thing. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what do you mean music? You know, it's like, you're waiting for some thing that's going to make sense. And what I've learned since then, and I think it's very true, is that when you hear something, when you ask that question, when you ask yourself and then you hear something and it sounds crazy, that means you're probably, you're probably hitting the right vein. (laughs) Totally. And somewhere in your soul, that is what is bubbling up. That's Mm -hmm. what's you know, and, and yes, it may sound crazy, but somewhere your soul has this imprint Mm -hmm. and it's going to make itself known one way or another. Right. Um, and you know, it's so interesting what you said about meditation. I'm wondering how, how did you get introduced to meditation? Cause it's, it's different for so many people Mm -hmm. and it takes people a really long time to actually just like try it. Let's just put it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what was it for you? That is a great question. I came to meditation through yoga and I came to yoga for fitness. So I did not come to yoga for the mind, body, spirit connection. In fact, I was completely disinterested. I was uninterested in that. I really Mm -hmm. just like the physical uh, flow classes and I would get annoyed when we would have to sit in quiet meditation. But over time, you know, I mean, I liked how my body was feeling when yoga was done. So I kept going uh, back to the body, you know, back to the body and slowly, but surely I just started, I got like the Ujjayi breath happening. And Mm -hmm. really, I feel like once that happened, when I did my yoga, I was in a different kind of flow so that when we, at the end, um, we sat in Savasana or at the beginning, if we started a meditation, like I started flipping. And so when we would start meditation and then they'd want to start the the class, I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. (laughs) Like I want to sit here a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And I started noticing my reactions to my kids were little at the time when I started Mm -hmm. doing yoga and and Mm -hmm. meditation and yoga. And um, like many young mothers, you know, yelling was a common part of the household uh, cacophony. And um, I just remember- Because I said so. (laughs) Exactly. I'm tired. Ah. Um, And I just remember one day something, I can't remember what the kids did, but they did something that normally would have sent me into like a yell or an irritation. And I just- kind of let it go. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, okay. and I handled it completely different. And I thought, okay, how did I do that? And then I, I was like, what has changed? And I thought, Oh, it's that meditation business. Mm-hmm. 
It's given me, it's helping me find that, that space in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what it's about. It's about finding that space in between so that you don't have the same reaction. And yeah, so that's how I came to it. But how about you? How about you? I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I, um, had my agency in New York city, so I had a PR and branding agency and, um, I mean, it was, I mean, just, you know, talk about type a in terms of the clients that I was dealing with and the campaigns Mm -hmm. that I was running and, um, and then, you know, went through a divorce and got remarried and had another baby. It was like all, all of that, like life was full and it was fierce and decisions had to be made personally. And then I was responsible for people that were working for me and then, you know, had all this just stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember exactly the moment. It wasn't as if, um, I didn't have like a yoga experience or anything like that. But what ended up happening was, um, you know, I just, I love taking baths. And so I would just crawl into the tub and as hot as I can make the water. Right. And I'd put essential oils in and salts in. And, uh, you know, there was this one, it was the 2008 financial crisis and Citigroup was my client of 12 years at the time. And probably a big one. Yeah. And we were, we were launching a campaign during that time. Um, And it was really intense and um, to say the least, and there was just so much happening and, you know, what are the ramifications going to be of everything? And I just remember, I just got myself into the tub and I like mixed all these things in there and, turned down the lights and lit a bunch of candles and grabbed some crystals. And I sat in that water. And, um, and so unbeknownst to me, I stumbled into meditation that way mm-hmm. because I just put my hand on my heart and I just calmed myself down and I just was breathing. And, and so that started definitely a process of mindfulness and meditation. And then it was just really sloppy from, from there in terms of finding what I liked and what worked and yeah. 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 But, um, and now just really obviously deeply immersed in different types of meditation that I call on in different ways, but on a daily basis. Right. So Mm -hmm. practicing, you know, TM twice a day and then doing, um, guided meditation and, and stuff like that. Um, what I have come to appreciate, right. And also you use the term yourself is this creating space, right. This spaciousness. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just creating that moment to moment presence in life of being totally in the moment, totally present, totally aware, creating the spaciousness. But the key about it is non-judgmentally, like whatever comes up, do not judge it. Just let it be and just be with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful because like, as you said, when you embarked on this and this made this discovery, your kids were small, right? And for me, it was sometime around, you know, 2008, like the spark was there, right? 
And now it's 2023 going into 2024 for us. And we're managing our way through some significant shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think the old me in 2008, I just would have been so like fiery and reactive and absolutely right it's like you're you're dissolving something in your life and people have an issue with it right I you know was doing something and it was successful and so people want to take shots at you and they want to make up things about you and say things that so are not true right (laughs) right yeah Yeah. taking to Facebook and saying you know I'm having an affair with the town supervisor of our town and Mm -hmm. like crazy shit you know or you didn't say hi to me when you were walking down the street and you know that's a rough one (laughs) I I but previously Tammy would have just gone at it right and like gotta make that wrong a right and gotta 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 right yes yes so first of all these practices this this woo woo this mindfulness this meditation this being present like whatever you want to call it just as you didn't react that day to your kids it's like it's I don't care what people say anymore I just don't Mm -hmm. care Mm -hmm. I I think it was Mel Robbins who said like they're saying shit about you let them they're they don't like the fact that you don't want to do gigs anymore. Okay. Let them. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. so embracing this phrase of let them, mm-hmm. and then you know, just kind of be, and, you know, obviously you want to be a good person. Right. This right. Isn't and so, so knowing that my intentions are pure and that I have a good heart and that, um, you know, I'm not here to do harm to anybody. Right. But if they want to go and do all this, let them. Let them. Let yeah, them. exactly. Other people's opinion are, of you is none of your business. Like I have lived by that mantra for a long time. Right. So here's real world, time. right? Here's yeah. real world stuff. Okay. So last, I guess it was last weekend, right? These these times are just flying by. Um in our community, there was, you know, a dance party for, um, as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, a couple of my friends are like, let's, we love to dance, right. Anything for dancing and Hey, it's charity. Great. And you, when you live in the suburbs, like, hello, there aren't many opportunities to dance. Right. No. Mm-mm. Um, and I love a good dance party. I've thrown quite a few myself anyway. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's, I'll go. Right. Totally. So, um, my, one of the two friends, she was coming later. So the, the one where, you know, we were both available at the same time we met, we had a little, you know, beforehand drink and nosh. And then we went over to the dance party. And again, this is like, no big deal. (laughs) We're in our community. I'm with friends. We go into this place. Um, I have found too, that like, I am a little bit like, shy with going into places where there are a lot of people and I don't really know like what's happening. Like I've, I've learned that about myself. Right. Mm -hmm. But in this moment, I guess my, my guard was down. Right. And I was with my friend and we were meeting other friends. And so I just went into this place and, um, so, and then we went to the bar and, um, we were getting our drinks and there was this group of women that came in and there was 
one woman in this group who is one of these people who is perpetuating this kind of energy, this, this dark energy, this, you know, mm-hmm. going to say nasty on video. It's like, I'm making faces and things about this energy, but um, if you're listening at home, like we all have people in our lives that it doesn't matter what we do. Right. And somebody pointed out to me in this dinner conversation last night that, you know, it's like this tall poppy syndrome, right. Which she, she was, you know, talking about and, and in the tall poppy syndrome, <laughs> if you're, you know, it, it's, if you're somebody who is just, you know, you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're seemingly successful, you're seemingly doing things um, that other people then get jealous or envious or Mm -hmm. think that should be them or even, and by the way, they could be way more successful and ambitious than you, but they just don't like that you're, you're getting attention. Right. 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 And it's like, um, do I really need to be confronted with this? <laughs> I know. See, that's the, it's the, hard the dance it's party at the local charity fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't. So, you know, take a moment with myself, right? Because you just you immediately when you're when you do this kind of work on yourself, and also just um, become aware of other people's energy, right, and how that affects you. Hmm. Um. I made a choice of just like, I'm not letting this affect me. I'm, I'm here. And, um, each and every person belongs here, even her. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I went and had an amazing time. I mean, it's a small place. So it's like, if you're dancing here, the other people are dancing like right around <laughs> you, right next to uh-huh. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this moment, you know, again, I didn't know who, who the organizers were. I had other, you know, I was going with friends. I I potentially could have known other people there. It's in our community. And it was just so great. There were so many people coming up to me, unbeknownst to all this other stuff that was happening. Right. Um, just also expressing like support and Mm. love and right. And like seeing me out of context from like being at Kahlo at my store. Mm -hmm. Some people have listened to this podcast or seen our videos. Some people are still following me on social media and the whole like Tambra collective journey. Right. And all of this is to say, right. That when you are in the real world and you're practicing your woo woo, you've got to like still call upon all that woo woo stuff. Like, you know, put your, protective blue cloak from, you know, Archangel Michael, which I do a lot, <laughs> right. Came uh-huh. home and like immediately saged myself. And I'm like, I don't want any of that energy right. around me at the same time when we're shifting and when we're not paying attention to the BS that other people want to perpetuate about you. Right. Um, look at all these other people that were there that were coming yes. up to me. Right. And as you embark on your new thing and you're going to meet other people who are people that are just bright lights who just are there to say, Hey, we see you, you're doing great. You know? And I just felt like for whatever reason, I had like little universal, like angels kind of like bringing these people over to me. Yeah. (laughs) Just like knowing what I was experiencing because honestly, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't. And, the other and it triggers too, so much stuff, you it know, does. And if that you're trying been, to resolve. 
Yeah. And if you would have been pulled into her energy, you would have missed all the glimmers of all the other people and all that other energy, because you would have just been so pulled into this other kind of situation. And then you don't, you have no idea that may have been unattractive then for people to come over and talk to you. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting about like protecting your peace that way and really protecting your peace or just yeah. realizing like there are people that are just so invested in whether you want to call it like being mean or being judgmental or being, um, you know, honestly, just like invested in the gossip train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, you said that, like what you said that about triggers, you know, like that, you know, it's, it's difficult when somebody is bringing their strong opinions about you to like, right to you, you know, I mean, I've, I've had that happen to me a lot recently where it's like, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. You're being selfish. You're being too rash. You're being, I'm like, I'm being none of those things. But when it's coming at you, it's right. super hard not to, um, and, and I have definitely not been perfect at this. Like it's super and hard not to thing. engage, yeah. you like, know, like, right. to engage back and be like, that's not true. And like writing the wrong, like you said. Um, but the problem is it's, it's every time I do that, I feel so completely depleted um, and, and constricted and there's nothing expansive or soul giving about that at all. And right. I feel the difference. Like I can really feel the difference now. Um, and you're right. Like the minute that you can kind of feel that difference and extract yourself, the angels do kind of come drop new people in. It's just like that, you know, it's like that retreat. It was that I went on and I, I was, mm-hmm. disapp- you know, I was disappointed and, 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 then it started making me feel not anything from the people because the people right. were lovely and wonderful. But right. I started to then like question myself, like, well, maybe I never really am going to make m- music that's as meaningful as what they do. You know, I'm I'm not going to be able to like surrender into this, um, you know, full surrender to the plants and to the earth and, you know, like in yeah. this major way. And I started feeling bad about myself and feeling very constricted and judgmental to myself. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, this is just not in alignment with me. Like, this is just not meant for me right now. And, and so it was, and then I think it was Monday. Like we had them breakfast on Monday (laughs) talking about it. And then like, we, we talked about all of that. And then you started talking about something else, this project we have coming up on September 20th, which we should tell people about. Yes. Um, Although I think this will air on September 20th. I know. Right. Um, but, and then you started talking about like all these different people like to collab with and, to, and all of a sudden I was like, that, that's actually what I was looking for. Like, and it's just like the, and I said that to you, I was like, I feel like what I was seeking over that weekend, you're, you're legit just sitting right here as organically just saying it's part of this process of what we're going through. So it was, I think that's right. I think that when that's you amazing. Listen- that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, all of it is information that we're just taking in, right. And how does it feel and how does it sit with us? And, and it's, it's a moment to moment situation, right? It is real time, real world. everyone. <laughs> But I'll tell you something just to bring it all back home, because as usual, I could talk to you for hours about this, but I'm sure and people 12, have 12. other things to do. <laughs> good, good time to wrap. 12, 12. <laughs> um, 
but I will say like having gone through that experience and then also kind of like the retreat situation, when you come home to your own space, right? Like that night I came back to my house and you went and, you know, did whatever mm-hmm. you did. But the first thing I realized that it's like, okay, I actually have tools to deal with this. I could do a ritual like smudging. I have a space that I yeah. like to sit and be quiet and meditate. And, and so I'm so glad that I had that, right? Because otherwise what happens, the stuff that happens, we take on this energy, we take on this experience and then our physical body stores it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and so if glad we you're don't saying this. tap into, um, you know, a ritual, a practice, whatever, right. And it could be as simple or whatever. Um, then all of this stuff just continues to to add up to more physical and emotional problems within ourselves, right? And in our mm-hmm. energy centers. And and it does. And it and it does and it can be very serious because just to kind of hone that point in, that guy Danny was saying his mother died of um lung cancer and she was not a smoker. Oh scary. And so, but what he has come to to learn is we as humans we don't breathe like everything in our lungs, our breathing is so constricted. Right. And how she was processing her grief, her emotions, her experiences, right. That was taking a toll on her lungs to the point where it caused cancer to the point where she died. And Mm -hmm. he was devastated. Right. But we hear that all the time. If we're not taking care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually, and physically, this all has an effect on us from a dis-ease perspective, yes. right? Yes. And energy is a big component of that. And taking our power back and healing our energy and our experiences, I think is worth it in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. To be more present, to have more full lives, to to be more authentic, 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 authentic. You got it. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm so glad you brought because that the back. real world exists and it's mm-hmm. really messed up and people's journeys um, are really difficult and everybody's dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, so all of this is to say, like the place that I came out of um, the very next day from having that experience for me, um, I don't think you were available for breakfast. Otherwise, I would have called you. <laughs> <laughs> But I I just sat there and I did a loving kindness meditation, right? Mm. And then I actually shared that with my community because it's a great way to just even call in people that are dark energy, that are, you know, in some ways trying to do you harm for no reason. Mm-hmm. They don't even know you, but they hear things and then they like lob onto it. I just, I send people love now. I'm just like, okay, I, I love you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, cause it's all Thank coming you. from a wound, you know, that's coming from a wound, coming from a wound. and wound. it's showing me like, all right, there's probably stuff that I still need to work on if I'm getting affected by this, you know? Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to look at people love. Who, who do that as, um, I mean, I think a lot of compassion has to go to people who sit in that kind of energy because that, that can't be, that can't feel good to hold. And that's coming from a, a wounded place. That's not their the highest or pure self either. Right. Yeah. So that's, yeah. it's, that would be difficult to be, to move yourself through the world that way. And I, that's how I always try to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have to be careful about that because that also can get me stuck in like empathizing too much with them and then not protecting myself and moving myself forward. Um, but I, I yeah, definitely do that. But I, I love that you brought it back to what tools when you do have an experience, like what tools do you have? Because uh, journaling is for me, like I, I journaled the heck out of that retreat and it got me to a really insane. That's amazing. Place. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, all good. You see, you've got your, your deck out, which I love. You know what? We're going to end our season of rituals with pulling a card ritual. The way we start it all home. What? The way we started our season. And if people didn't see that episode, you got to go back because that was the craziest woo -woo stuff that's ever happened on the show. (laughs) So freaking woo woo. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go one, two, three, and I'm going to go to the card on top and the one on the bottom because universe, what do you want Becky and I and our listeners to know? today on this new moon okay ready Mm -hmm. one two three top card top card is the this is the angel wisdom tarot deck i think you can see that Mm -hmm. um it's the eight of air speaking of elements um the illusion of entrapment a lack of self-confidence that makes you feel helpless, being afraid to take action, take responsibility for your life now. And the Archangel Shemuel, the C right here, um, is for that. So I'm going to, he's the guiding or she is the guiding angel um, of this energy. And so um, that's actually really interesting because that's what we've been talking about is just have the confidence in yourself to trust the process and to take responsibility. And that's right. Everybody else, people. That's right. right? You don't owe okay. them an explanation. You that was the top them. card. <laughs> we and got we got the message. Thank you. <laughs> and if we do that, this is the bottom card. Okay? okay. The Empress. I love the energy of the Empress. Uh, take time to take action, give birth to your dreams. Creative projects will be very successful, abundance and prosperity. And this is Archangel Gabriel. Okay. So, I mean, like, again, you can't make this up, right? Like, yes, we want the Empress energy. So real quick, let me just find. And I love the Empress because that's like, that's that's what I'm go. That's what I'm making space for is more creative projects. Oh, and right. I can't tell you how many times my monkey mind has been like, you have yeah. no idea what you're going to do. And you have no idea if it's going to have any traction or, you know, have any importance in the world or whatever. And right. And that's the saying, judgment, the ego, right. That yeah. keeps coming in. Right. right? But and I have to just keep saying it doesn't matter. Channel doesn't matter. your friggin' empress energy. I'm going to do it. Okay. So the eight of water, um, it's time to move on. The things that once interested you or held your enthusiasm now seem flat and unfulfilling. You have a desire for something more. Your spirituality has grown to the point that mere material things are of virtually no interest. You seek enlightenment, happiness, and the knowledge that you are on your divine path. Situations that no longer serve you or worse, make you feel trapped should be abandoned. Of course, this doesn't have to be completed by tomorrow, project manager. 
Um, <laughs> you can take small steps if you need to, but it's important that you embrace this new adventure in your life and begin to take action. There's nothing to fear. You're ready. Time to get going. Departing from a painful situation, a sense of longing, leaving home, spiritual growth, dealings with feelings of burnout. And then oh my is, gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> wisdom of this card. This is a poignant and powerful moment as you choose to seek a deeper meaning in life. Archangel Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Um, Archangel Jeremiah helps bring renewal into your life by guiding you in your assessment of your personal truth. I mean, wow. Come on, people. Okay, wow. so the Empress is how many a major... times have I said how many times have I said the words burnout to you? Yeah. And said I mean, it to my bandmates and like everyone. I'm like, I'm burnt right. out. Right. And see, like what we were talking about, right? Again, you can't make this stuff up, is um how you 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 frame that by saying, I've been doing this for six years. There's really nothing wrong with it. Like I wanted to be making music, I wanted to be doing music, I'm in this thing, like and there are people looking around going, we would love to have a regular gig. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, right. Yeah. Cause I was one of those people. <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, we talk about growth and level of growth. And so time to move on. Time to it was move in the cards. It was okay, in the cards. It's going to go to the Empress wow. real quick. Going to the Empress, which is a major arcana. Okay. Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel is here to tell, to help you motivate, to make your dreams come true. Give them love, but then let them run free. Okay. That's enough soul searching. Now it's really time to get busy. Your plans are solid and you've completed all the preparations you need in order to be a success. Of course, here and there, you may discover little quirks in your plans that require course corrections as you move along, but that's no big deal. Creative projects are especially blessed at this time. While this card can indicate pregnancy or adoption, it's more likely that whatever you're creating is your baby and will require your love and devotion the same as a child would. If your question was about getting a pet, now's the time. I don't think that's your question. Or well, I was I was considering a goat, but That's it might true. also Wait. be. <laughs> I keep thinking this one's for you. Oh my god! Thing. I feel like it might you. also be a good time for a career change to build on your own business if that's what your heart desires. If you've been wanting to purchase something luxurious for yourself, the Empress says, "Go for it. You deserve it." Take the magic of the magician, pair it with the High Priestess's planning and intuition, and go do amazing things. Additional meanings of this card, necessity as the mother of invention, mm -hmm. successful endeavors, a love of luxurious things, getting a lot done, nurturing others or yourself, mother figures, time spent in nature and excellent health. So I can't think of a better way to wrap up and say bye-bye to season two than to embark on taking some action. Mm -hmm. Um and sometimes you just have to, like recently, and you know, I was told I was an igniter. Um, just ignite your action. Just go do it. And mm -hmm. you know, yes, you can course correct. Nothing has to be perfect. We have it all within us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Things aren't going to always line up perfectly, and everything is a learning experience. So That's exactly right. We got this. Becky we Davis. do. We have got this. And whatever our listen listeners are thinking of and how that resonates for them in their life, you know what out there? You've got this too. Like mm -hmm.
let people do whatever they're going to do. And then you just be you. That's right. That is exactly right. Oh, I love it. Peace out. And uh, we'll figure out what season three is going to be all about and when it's going to be here. But in the meantime, Becky and I are going to go be empresses and create in the real world. Yes, we are. Stay tuned, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.